0: Backstory before we get into my guest for today. So a few months ago, we were talking about doing a documentary on the infamous video game band that the town of Marshfield had for, I believe, over 30 years. Um, and we were putting notes together and you know figuring out who the key people were involved in it. And one of the main players that we needed for the documentary didn't want to do it. Um, but I still felt it was an important story to kind of talk about, considering you know it's it's really interesting that the town had a video game a ban on arcade machines essentially for over thirty years, um, and one of the people involved in the story is MCTV's board president Bob Marzelli, who uh, was the town council during that time period. So I thought it'd be really interesting to have him in to talk about what happened and his experience and. Kind of looking back on. So, Bob, thanks for joining me today.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Jonathan. Absolutely. Happy to help uh, understand history in any way I can.
0: Okay, so <laughs> let's let's kind of set up the, the 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 story here. Now, you were how long had you been town council at this point? When this um, a town, just to be
1: clear, some people can, can uh, confuse council and council, I was the town attorney, um, right? And um, you know, just to, just to uh, distinguish that from a person serving on the town council, um, Marshall doesn't have a town council. It has open town meeting that passes laws rather than a town council. And uh, I had I had been town council. Uh, I was I was appointed in 1981. So I think the video game was pa- video game ban was uh, passed in uh, 1982. So not, I would say six or eight months, probably, that I'd been I'd been in office.
0: So fairly new to the position, and absolutely. <laughs> and this is like basically your, you know, first year, and it's you you have a national thing going on. Um, so looking at kind of my notes and all that, it seems like this all started around 1981 when um, it may have been you that informed the selectmen that. The commercial use of coin-operated amusement devices, you know, let's say pinball machines, arcade machines, at this time, uh, were a violation of the zoning bylaw that was enacted in '72. Is this right? That's correct. So, uh, so what what did that? So, so basically, it meant that you know, arcade games and pinball machines weren't able to be out in public in restaurants and stuff like that. Is that what it was?
1: Right. Um, just to uh, to. I was not the moving party here. It sounds right. the, way, the way you framed that. It sounds a little bit like that. The uh, what happened was yeah. uh, people, uh, citizens, uh, were concerned about uh, about uh, video game. Uh, we can call them. They weren't all parlors. There were a lot of them. Uh, bars had them. Yeah. Restaurants had them. There were a lot of places that had them. Shopping malls had them, um, and a lot of times when you. When you when you're looking at something that's 35 or 40 years old, uh, what what people were doing then seems kind of crazy, and it, it's often hard for us to put ourselves back in the world of 40 years ago. And and sometimes uh, you know it, it doesn't seem as as totally crazy as it might as it might seem today when everybody has a video game on their phone. Yeah. But um, uh, the sort of a history of the country that you know of people being concerned that. It, uh, recreational activities that cause, uh, cause uh, people to gather in one place, particularly young males and particularly teenage males, to gather in one place. And that was, uh, you can go back, uh, when I was very young, it was pool halls. They were very concerned about yeah. pool halls. And it was even a musical that talked about uh, pool being the cause of all kinds of, uh, called the Music Man, which was Centered around people being against pool halls, <laughs> so there's always been this concern, and that was what was going on here: that um, adults uh, who probably hung around in pool halls when they were young themselves were now concerned that their children and their teenagers were gathering together and in, uh, in, to play uh, video games. And you have to remember, putting yourself back 40 years ago, you know they, these weren't readily available. Right, in this, the is home, the, this is the dawning of uh, like the video
0: game age. Yeah, she
1: wanted to play. Um, if you want, to, I'm talking a little bit more than I might normally, just to give you a set the set the stage for what went on. Please, but uh, there was uh, uh, so there's this concern about um, that uh, kids would get together and. Um, because they were all together in one place in a relatively unsupervised environment, that they would that some kind of problem might exist. So there was a complaint, and I looked at the zoning bylaw, and the zoning bylaw basically says if something isn't listed in the in the table of uses, it's it's considered to be prohibited. So I went and looked in the table of uses, and there was nothing that fit this category. So uh, what I what I suggested to the selectmen is if they need if they wanted to. Address it that um, they they probably ought to first you know, they ought to create a kind of a licensing scheme that would be a special permit under the zoning bylaw and then you needed because these were coin operated devices there's a state law that requires a license for coin operated devices mm-hmm. and so what happened the selectman then presented an article to the town meeting providing to uh, to allow these. Uh, in certain places under the zoning bylaw, subject to a special permit, which would allow them to be regulated under zoning, and also requiring them to get a license for coin-operated devices from the selectmen. And what happened was that on the floor of town meeting, uh, a, a, a gentleman um, who was a leading uh, but a very uh, active proponent of uh, of banning the, the, uh, these games, and and. A number of other people uh, associated with them spoke very strongly against having them, and what happened was that the selectman's proposal, which was a licensing scene, got amended to a prohibition, and that started everything off.
0: What what made it go from, hey, let's, let's limit these to maybe a couple— and have a special, you know, perma from two. Let's just ban them outright. Was it? Was it just this massive groundswell, or was it?
1: Yeah, it was a, It was a. Uh, ma- I don't know about massive because you have you have like maybe three hundred people at the town meeting, and there's, you know, twenty something thousand people in town. But uh, at least uh, there were enough votes to to defeat the licensing and pro- the proposal and to enact the, the, um, the, the ban. Um, you can always argue that uh, controlling something that people want to do is better than banning it, uh, if it's if right. it's feasible to control it. You know, but other there, are, there are a lot of parts of our society where people want to ban things, and when you and that obviously raises questions. My own view, as I recommended to selectman at the time, was, you know, let's let's just try controlling mm. this first with, with appropriate regulations. Um, like you say, having a couple of a couple of machines or three machines yeah. or four machines, or whatever, and um, and then you could, if if, a, if there was an abuse, you could take the license away, mm-hmm. which is the way we do things like liquor. Anyway, that yeah. there was you, a groundswell yeah. at the town meeting for sure, of, in, enough so that they, it was at least a majority. I think it was a pretty substantial majority of people voted to ban
0: them. Yeah, I think the the total was one hundred ninety-one to nineteen. Which,
1: yeah, it, okay. was it that bad? Okay.
0: All right. Well, I knew I mean, it was substantial. I mean did did you know going into the meeting that like, hey, someone is probably is likely going to amend this to no. just ban, ban them outright? No, I did not. Um, now, I saw you at town meeting. I know you pretty well. You're a pretty opinionated, well thought out person. Were you saying they going? Oh my god this this is a bad idea. Changing this to from limiting to outright banning.
1: No, I, I didn't. I didn't feel that as I was sitting there. I just, you know, uh, it was it was a bit of a surprise, and
0: uh, you
1: know, I, I consider it to be argue. It was an arguable position. I mean, you can argue almost any of these things. There were cases where kids got to, these things. Do draw young guys and. You know, I was a young guy once myself, and let's face it, young guys are liable to—you know—very young guys a lot when they gather together, are liable to get in a mischief. And so, you could argue that, you know, why create these uh, attractions f- for people to get together and then cause potentially cause problems? So that's one argument, and the other argument was what the one I gave earlier about controlling them yeah. but
0: allowing people to do something that a lot of people want to do. Yeah, well the. If I everything I've read said the people that weren't and the people I've talked to said that everyone in favor of the ban was basically saying like it's going to attract the riffraff it's going to create drugs and you know everything's designed to be addictive so mm-hmm. I think was that is that correct and like that was yeah. the the message being pushed across yeah, you know that, very much a, yeah,
1: that, excuse me that, that was one of the uh, I mean they were every people made up every made every argument they could think of you mm-hmm. know that You know, there was even an argument made that uh, using a joystick could cause wrist damage. So, uh, (laughs) when people have a position, they think up, uh, you know, all the reasons they can think of in support of their position, no matter what you're involved in.
0: So, getting into where you kind of get to work on this. So, just like every other thing that gets past a town meeting, it goes to the attorney general. So, the attorney general approves this right yeah well they had a we had a brief
1: you, there's a there was a briefing process in front of the attorney general so uh the what happened is the people who were uh had video games and uh, there were i think there were about 11 or 12 of them i kid they were actually involved in the suit there were quite a few places that had them yeah and um uh, they when they saw this they immediately uh you know hired lawyers and um uh, and they they briefed uh, the attorney general's office to try and they submitted briefs to the attorney general's office asking them asking the attorney general to to disapprove the um the, the uh, vote and uh, and i had to file a brief supporting mm-hmm. it. obviously from this point on once the town meeting acts the town officials are are required to support what the town meeting does yeah. So it's not a question of whether selectman agreed, or obviously. Mm-hmm. And when you're a lawyer, it's not a question of whether you agree ever. You know, you're 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 hired to present one side. Right. So um, th- that's what we did. It. Attorney General, the Attorney General approved it, and uh, then the these folks filed suit in the Superior Court, and we were off.
0: So so talk about them filing filing a suit. So they they filed this. They hired an attorney. They filed a suit in the state Superior Court. Claiming that the bylaw violated state and federal constitution state and federal constitutions. Tell me about that. that well, they, pro- they, basically, their argument was uh, based on um, uh,
1: denial of First Amendment rights, which <laughs> was uh, probably a, the strongest argument from a legal standpoint. And they're also arguing that there was a uh, a, um, uh, a, a taking of property without. Uh, about due process, and in fact, you know, you know, if someone had a business uh, operating video games, then you you would basically they had to shut down, so they were their business was being taken away, mm-hmm. and so there's a you know, and there been no they argued there was no there was never any due process before it was taken away, so there were two constitutional
0: arguments there, and uh, there why why too. First Amendment rights? Well, that, that uh, sounds really interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean that was one mm-hmm. they because one they they. That was the best thing they had because the First Amendment is very big medicine in legal in in legal cases. Really? Uh, it's uh, and they were arguing that if you look at a screen, uh, you know, for example, I think one of the things they had when we went into the Supreme Court, they actually had a. Uh, they rolled a console in with a screen, and they had uh, Donkey Kong or something. <laughs> I can't remember. Let's go back a long time ago. But it was—I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't think it was. It was. I think I don't think it was Pac-Man. I think it was Donkey Kong. It was one that had monkeys. I remember. Uh, there weren't a number of games around at that time. They—they uh, they, they looked pretty rudimentary compared to right. current games. They—they almost laughable. They're so. You know the technology was was nothing like it is now anyway um they the argument was that the person designing this game was communicating was make was trying to communicate and um and um when you try, when you regulate communication the the ability of a government any state local or federal government to to do that is extremely limited and uh you know, and so if they could convince the court mm-hmm. that communication was going on, they had a, they were very likely to win. You know, and um, it, but they also had these other arguments, which are weaker arguments from a legal
0: standpoint. But the and big one was the communication. The, 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 free the, the best argument
1: they had, and the one they 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 hit on the most was was the First Amendment. And you know, and you're looking at it, you're looking at a screen and. Uh, so, how, like, how how yeah. do you respond
0: to that? You know, I mean, it's your it's your job to you know basically say no, it's not. Like, what was your response to that?
1: Well, we had two arguments. One is that it <laughs> that it wasn't communication, uh, uh, and uh, that really what you know that the person creating the game was not trying to communicate ideas to another person. He was just trying to create a game um, that, that 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 people could that. People could play, you know, any more than a pinball machine was communication. Uh, I mean, if theoretically, I mean, if you think about it, these original video games were like pin, yeah, they were electronic trying pinball. pinball machines, and uh, no one ever argued that a pinball machine. If you, I don't even know if younger people remember what a pinball machine oh, is. Yeah. it was like a ball, you know, yeah. floating around, and you hit it with flippers. And uh, so we made that argument, and, and um, um, you know that um, that um that that it was not communication and uh and the second argument we made was that uh even if communication is going on, you can control activities so that what 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 the t- what the legislative body was trying to do was c- trying to control uh, people gathering together uh in uh at, at one point without any supervision and young people particularly and uh that in the in the they're not trying to control our effect what was actually being communicated. So number one, it's not communication. and as a lawyer, you make these alternative arguments. If you don't agree with number one, then number two is uh, we weren't regulating communication. we were just regulating conduct. You're allowed to regulate conduct mm-hmm. to a pretty large extent, but but you can't you you can't you're extremely limited in regulating communication.
0: So that was that was the argument we made on the first Amendment. Okay, so they file. So basically, they filed the civil suit in state superior court. Right. What what happens there? Well,
1: The next thing they did was they filed a move for an injunction to prevent us from enforcing the bylaw and to allow them to continue while the case litigated, which would of course would have been like, which was in fact a couple of years, and um, that was denied by the superior court judge. And, okay. Uh, Then they went to the next step, which was um, because there was no dispute of the facts, you didn't actually have a trial where people came Mm -hmm. and testified. So we did a thing called a stipulation that lawyers do where if you agree to the facts, then you list all the facts. And then the judge looks at the facts that, that both sides have agreed on the important facts, okay. and, and that just applies the law, and that's what was done. So the case moved fairly quickly through the courts that because of that.
0: Yeah, so it went from state superior to, um, looks like, supreme ju- mass Supreme Judicial Court.
1: Well, I okay, uh, would that it were that simple, but of course none of these things are. No. They, they appealed to the appeals court, which is one level below the state <laughs> Supreme Court. The state Supreme Court only hears cases like the United States Supreme Court. They only have the cases they want to hear. The appeals court has to hear everything that, that gets filed, and what happens in Massachusetts is that um, if you have, it, when you take an appeal to the appeals court, and then you have to ask the Supreme Court to hear your case. Okay. So, that, you know, so then there's another brief that gets filed. They call, they have a, they file a petition for direct appellate review, and, you know, with the Supreme Court, and then you brief that. Okay. And uh, whether or not the Supreme Court should take it, whether it's a unique situation, and they only take some some cases, only cases that have overall important effect rather than just the effect on the parties. So they they uh, uh, you know we did not oppose that. We agreed that the Supreme Court should take it. This and is the did. state. This is the state Supreme Court. State Supreme Court, yeah.
0: right? So what so what happens in in state Supreme Court with this case? Well, and at this point, is it still just the town versus the nine? You know the nine or so businesses that have you know coin-operated games, or or is it or are you getting to the point where it's you versus the gaming industry, the video game industry?
1: Well, the the gaming video game industry was paying the freight for all this, but they were not actually Ah. parties because they don't they didn't have you know at least there was a question whether or not they had what they call standing. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, and we see we see standing mentioned in the news a lot. Uh, even now, you know, do the, do the states have standing to challenge the Affordable Care Act, that kind of thing. So you have to be—the um, the industry itself began paying the bills right from the get-go. And it was a national association of video really? game manufacturers, and they they hired uh, initially a Boston law firm um, to um, a, a good-sized firm that specialized in this kind of law. And—, um, and they had had the case all the way through this through the state state supreme court
0: you're at state you're at at state supreme court they they rule in favor of you guys correct
1: uh, yeah well they had an we had oral argument which actually was pretty well uh, most people don't go to these arguments mm-hmm. i mean there was are seven justices they uh, you know all seven justices sat on it and uh and uh, it, was, it was quite a lively discussion back and forth. Uh, they assigned it for half an hour instead of fifteen minutes and um, or, uh, oral argument. And um, uh, they, with, we agreed they, they, that they could roll this console in with the video and play the video game. Because you know, I, agree, I didn't have to agree to that, and the court was not crazy about it. But they felt, I felt that it was so obvious that this was not communication. A little bit of a risk on my part that I thought, but I thought somebody looking at these balls going up and down and monkeys going around would not gonna think that somebody was communicating.
0: Was it your idea to bring the arcade game in, or was it? I'm sorry. Was it your idea to bring the arcade? No, game? that's
1: what they they did that. The other, and the opposing, you and you said
0: go with it because it'll prove my point.
1: I thought so. They thought it was gonna prove their point, and I thought it was gonna prove my point, which is, what, what you know, what makes lawsuits, I guess, in a way. It turned out that it, uh, well, as as they were just judged by the result, I couldn't tell what they. I do know that the, the chief justice at the time was saying, "You sure you agree to this?" You know, to me. You know, <laughs> and um, so at that point, it was you know, you know, I had agreed and it was fine. So so anyway, I'm
0: trying well, to I'm trying to picture. So there was someone playing Donkey Kong, whatever, in the middle of the mass Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, pretty
1: unusual. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. I mean, they, what
0: what was kind of the the judge the the justices' reaction? Like, okay, we're gonna they what?
1: they they, uh, they they basically when he when when the other when the uh, opposing counsel counsel opposed me, the video game industry council wanted to bring it in. You know, I thought the judges were not typically appellate courts; don't look at evidence; they yeah. just go on the record, mm-hmm. and so that was uh, unusual, and they were not dying or. To do it anyway so I could tell that from at least I could tell the Chief Justice does all the talking and mm-hmm. he, at least on that kind of an issue a procedural issue and he, he said you know he, uh, it was like alright sort of grudgingly let them come in and do it and they did it and then there was a lot of discussion back and forth about uh, you know about the First Amendment and new dancing and all <laughs> kinds of things it was kind of a fun case to try really to argue because you were in issue of like, you know, they were talking to this issue about, you know, if they, you know, banning new kids, this like banning new dancing or not. Mm-hmm. That kind of
0: thing. So, so um, you go, so you guys go to Supreme, uh, the mass Supreme Court in yeah. June of 83. Um, so are you the only attorney on, on the side of Marshfield? Yeah. 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 It's you versus the big corporate <laughs> Yeah, it was a, yeah,
1: like you can play it a little bit of a David and Goliath thing, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, was, was there a point where you like, where you may have said to someone like, "Guys, let's just drop this," or was it you, or you felt comfortable enough the whole way that we're gonna? Well, um, you know, I mean, I I realized that it was a challenge,
1: and you know, I felt that uh, I felt I was all right. You know, I I as far as I could tell, I felt like I was as smart as the guys that were against yeah. me. And in those days, it was it was guys, yeah. and uh, and pretty pretty much exclusively. And uh, I uh, uh, and it wasn't a case where you there's a big giant trial where you have all mm. witnesses and you have to do depositions where you really need a large firm. And then we had budgetary issues too. I mean, if I would, mm-hmm. if you go outside and hire a big law firm with a small town, you know, I mean, our budget they would have used twice our legal budget just on this one case so that was another issue but i felt confident i could i could do okay i really did you know and i had done okay in the early stages at the attorney general's mm-hmm. office and at the superior court so I so thought,
0: so well, you I felt think. it was pretty win pretty winnable the all the way through i
1: thought it was either winnable or losable yeah
0: <laughs> but there was there was some there was confidence
1: I, I, the more every each level I won at, I got more confident. How's that?
0: That's great. So you guys went at the win at the state supreme court, and then that when it goes, that when they, the U.S. Supreme Court decides that they might want to.
1: Yeah. Well, what take a happened is it. that um, there's like a peculiar procedural point here. It's there's a this was within the what they call the appellate jurisdiction of the United States Supreme Court, uh, and that meant that what the, if if someone I uh, hope a listener is interested in the law this, this isn't <laughs> an inter- yeah it's all this but, is guess, a- but anyway the, the there's two kinds of ways to get to the Supreme, US Supreme Court one is a, a, called certiorari you you beg them to hear your mm-hmm. case and for example they get something like 10,000 petitions of certiorari and they take 100 of them so that's a kind of a that's you know, they're obviously, the U.S. Supreme Court—they don't take all the cases, mm-hmm. and um, or they take a minuscule percentage of people that ask. And this this case was uh, in the appellate jurisdiction, which means that if someone says their U.S. const, their federal constitutional rights are being denied, and a state court rules against them, then the, that that case is in the appellate jurisdiction mm-hmm. of the Supreme Court. So they could fight; they didn't have to petition for certiorari. They just filed an appeal, and then the case had to be briefed because it was in the appellate jurisdiction. And then the question gets to be whether sort of whether it's assigned for argument or not. And um, so, it, in substance, it's the same as certiorari, but in, in hmm. procedurally, it was a little different because actually, have jurisdiction already. You're not asking them to take jurisdiction, and then. Um, you brief the case and then they have to decide whether they're going to schedule for oral argument or just uh in in this case they they after the briefs were filed um they just dismissed it uh for lack of a substantial federal question so. so yeah so and i was arguing there that uh if you if they took the case and and if they took the case the odds are that the odds would shift very dramatically against us and um
0: so so you were hoping that they wouldn't take the
1: i would take it for argument yeah I mean because at that point you know that you you knew that it,
0: that you know it was not good news
1: because <laughs> if they left it alone it would the, the the band would stay in effect and if they took it you know it would be in, so anyway you you never know for sure what's going to happen but i would, you know we're trying to get them to see, I, I wanted them to say look this is and I was arguing that they would make. Yeah, uh, there's a whole different briefing process mm-hmm. that I had to learn in the for the Supreme U.S. Supreme Court. All the, everything was different, so I had I to read this There's a massive book that you. That I got in a Boston library that taught you know. Explain to you how to. Yeah. Seems incredible that somebody be doing it, but yeah, I was doing. They had got a new firm at this point, the video game people, because I guess what <laughs> happens is when you lose, then people fire you a lot of times. So the Boston <laughs> guys get fired, and they hired a gigantic firm in
0: Chicago. And it's still, <coughs> and it's still just you.
1: It's still me at this point. yeah. It's still just. Yeah, it was me at that point. It was a firm called Jenner and Block, which is has thousands of lawyers.
0: How long had you been practicing law at this point?
1: Were you? Well, I'd been practicing for a while. I'd been practicing, <laughs> let's see, um, the 83. So I'd been practicing for 12 years. Yeah.
0: And that... Yeah. W- I and, started, <coughs> I and started had, in 69 so and And had you had experience with, like, the mass Supreme Court and the, you know, superior courts and all that already? I, yes, I had. It was just the Supreme Court? That- <laughs> I had not been to, obviously, the United <laughs>
1: States Supreme Court. It was
0: Rarefied air? Yeah,
1: that's... You, most most lawyers never get to
0: file anything there. Right. Um, when did this When did this start getting media attention? Because it, I mean, it drew a lot of media attention. At what point? What did it become like a a, a big thing? Was <laughs> pretty, there a moment or pretty
1: quickly? I couldn't. I, I don't know. It was really right right on the moment it passed because I think it I think it was a lot of feeling. Um, Across the Commonwealth, that uh, there were doing both ways on both issues, a lot of people thought it was crazy, and uh, and uh, and it almost depended on your attitude towards these kinds of entertainment. But there's a there's a generational divide always. You know, you have a, a, a recreational activity that young people pursue, and that old people not only don't do, but don't even understand. And so, that, that mm-hmm. can be a tendency to for things to divide along generational lines. Mm-hmm. and I think that happened. So it took it got a lot of attention right away. And and it, it and then each time something happened it would get attention again, you know. So you'd have like a, a one or two day news cycle and then there'd be nothing and you you go about your business and then there'd be a decision and there'd be another one or two day news cycle and so forth.
0: So we're actually recording this almost on the 36th anniversary of the supreme of actually 36th anniversary of july of july 12th 83 when uh brennan issues a temporary restraining order you know prohibiting the removal of the games until the court weighed down the issue Mm -hmm. which i just i just looked at my notes and i was actually really laughing about that Mm -hmm. so then november so pretty much after thanksgiving in 83 supreme court votes seven to two to you know, not review the supreme the state supreme court's decision, and right. so is is that the end of it? Is yes. When, so basically, as soon as the supreme court says no, it, does it really die down quickly? or Is there still stuff lingering? Or
1: no, I, I I think that you know that there's no place to go after the United States Supreme Court. So mm-hmm. uh, at that point, people just reconcile themselves to it, and um, and it went on they, for quite a while, nothing happened. And then they started bringing, uh, petitions locally to try and repeal it. You know, right. they, after a few years, after five or six years, they started bringing
0: those. Um, and yeah, was there, yeah. And yeah, in, yeah I, I know it got overturned in Fort in 2014, which is granted yeah. it's 21 years or so later. Was there multiple times throughout that process, you know, throughout those years that people were trying to revise it or the, maybe the selectmen were thinking about it. Uh, there were
1: there were a few times. It was never the selectmen. No, it was just uh, business owners would get together and get a you know you only get ten signatures and put it on the town meeting and warn and hope that they could get a majority to to to, mm. to repeal it, uh, the the ban. And it happened a few times. I really couldn't recall exactly how many times. Maybe three yeah. times. And it lost every time until the last time. At this point, it's pretty much. Why you know, do you think like it? Him. Why do you
0: think it lost all the time? Because I remember 2011; it was on the town meeting warrant, and it it you know it lost. I mean, at that point, 2011, you know, we're at the we're at the edge of smartphones and you know everything else. Why do you think the town, for so many years, decided, hey, we're gonna ban coin operated arcade? Well, well, initially,
1: there's a piece of this that um, it was actually it was important in the state supreme court, which is kind of you know local. Autonomy, which mm-hmm. you know, in Massachusetts, that's very strong. The, the tradition of of local government having and, and people have local people having a a say over uh, you know things that affect them directly and sometimes just their town. And there there are a lot of states that don't have that tradition. Um, many, probably, the majority of states. Um, but in New England, that's that's a very strong tradition going back to the history of the country. And um, so there was that issue, like who's going to decide whether Marshfield has uh, video game parlors, Marshfield, or mm-hmm. uh, are the national video game industry, whatever whatever their name was, can't recall their official name. <laughs> and so that was a piece of it. And then I think as it as it went, and you're right. It, the the bylaw became, if you want to call it, technologically obsolescent. You know, that yeah. the, you know nobody wanted to do this really anymore, as far as I know. I mean, every, people had got their own. You know, they had them in their homes. Mm-hmm. and People had them on their phones and their yeah. you know, laptops, and it became. It, it, I think the the technology and the passage of time really mooted the bylaw, made the bylaw moot. But
0: they're also the. But also, town meeting is the legislative body of you know, yeah of the town. Like yeah. it, so, it has to be the people that are saying no. We don't want to overturn. What is it about the maybe the people or the culture in the town that? Uh,
1: part of it was just the kind of thing that, uh, you know, and of course you have to. You you're looking at a couple hundred people and the, and there's a vote and it, and it, something happens in the vote and you you can't read everybody's mind you know everybody you know I'm sure anybody who goes to town meetings, you know there might be there might be a hundred people and vote in favor of something and they might have a hundred different reasons for doing so so you never really know uh, they just take a vote and you know people speak one way or another I think that there was that notion that like um, that it was that we did this and we. Put a lot of effort into mm-hmm. vindicating uh, our, uh, the community's right to do it, and so even though the issue is not a matter of great, ain't no longer a matter of great concern, uh, there was just this sense that you know we we put in a lot of effort and we spent money and to 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 support this, and you know maybe tradition that, almost. I, I don't really know for sure because. Um, it wasn't a lot. Of, there wouldn't be a lot of discussion about it when they were, as I remember, when the motions to repeal it. I mean, um, they would. They, it would usually be brought by bar owners, usually, and right. you know, maybe people people felt like, you know, even now you don't really need to have a lot of them in bars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't really know, but you know, it, you're right that it that the the ban essentially was moot uh, at some point, not in
0: the last few years it became moot. Absolutely. So, yeah. Were there other towns that had that did this? I'm sure you may have you know, if other towns are doing you probably would have getting calls from attorneys and whatnot. So were there other towns across the country that did this or was just this is just a Marshfield thing?
1: There were there were other I don't think there were I don't remember others in Massachusetts doing it. I think once once you know the the response from the industry is like so massive that uh you know it's a lot easier if you're in another city or town to just watch and see you know that basically see see who wins you know and then decide what you're going to do and uh they may, you know so everyone was the, uh, the for a while town season towns were just why I, I heard a lot from other council uh, you know about what was going on and everything and but um you know I I don't remember whether or not I don't really know if I would have known whether there were other bands there were other communities that were uh, in cities across the country that were concerned about it and and had some had very strict regulation it's generally a, a smarter mm-hmm. move to have very strict regulation uh if you think of expecting right. a, a legal challenge than to have a ban that's the mm-hmm. hardest thing to uphold
0: right was was this the most interesting or case that you ever worked on in your career
1: I'd, I'd say it was one of the, it was certainly it was one it was one of the, it was certainly the most complicated because of all the levels of appeal. Mm-hmm. Um it was one of the most interesting. I don't know if it was the most interesting. I had one uh, involving separation of church and state, you know. And I, I had some that were pretty interesting. Um but this was certainly the most if not the, it was interesting in terms of public interest and in right. follow media attention and that kind of thing
0: how was um, the media attention I mean because you're still you have a family you're trying to do your job like what what was the media attention like
1: I mean, I it was it was generally um I mean I had it was not directed at me personally I would there were cases where I Took a controversial stand where, you know, people I was criticized individually. But and, you're
0: also the focal uh, point. You're also kind of the, the point person, I guess you would say.
1: Yeah, you're the point person. You know, there were people who would. Uh, there were obviously the division of opinion was in the, in the media as well. There were people who wrote editorials saying it was the stupidest thing they ever heard of, <laughs> and, uh, and then there were people who wrote editorials saying, "Yeah, who needs these things?" And we ought to be able to get rid of them. Then there were people that wrote editorials saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people ought to be able to decide from themselves what they want. You know, if you want to play video games, go to the next town.
0: Right. Uh, was was that, I know you I know you have children. Where is it like, hey, my dad's the, the mean dad that you know?
1: They got used to that kind of thing over the thing. <laughs> over the years. I was counsel for a long time, and
0: my dad's they, the we, guy that banned video games <laughs> in this town.
1: They went through this Marshall school system, so right. But in the in the early eighties, they were uh, very young children for the most part. You know, my my. Uh, my youngest daughter was born in 1982, so, um, and, you know, they would, my older daughter was, was like only nine years old, so they didn't get a lot of exposure to, they were
0: teenagers where it would have been a lot worse. Well, I think I... The teenagers were not in favor, I can tell Right, you I can imagine. <laughs> uh, any idea on how many hours you spent on this? On this? Oh, God,
1: I, it's too, too long ago, but... Sometimes I felt like I was working on it full time because, right. you know, I was I was a sole practitioner and I had, but it took a lot an awful lot of time. And uh, one to the Supreme Court I had to uh, learn how you did Supreme Court things and then do it. You know, so that took a lot of time. I had to do that on my own because I couldn't. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. I did. anyway. It, it took a huge amount of time, but at this point. All these years later, I couldn't possibly remember exactly how many,
0: but a lot of time. A lot. Um, what did you learn from do from this? I'm sorry. What was what was one what what's something you learned from 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 this experience? Because this is a really, it's it's a crazy story to begin with, and then you're the person has to represent the town, and, and it ends up going all the way to pretty much the Supreme Court. You know, what was some that you learned from? From this,
1: well, I guess um, you know.
0: At this, you know, I was in, when this happened. I was in my
1: thirties, so I mean, I, I learned, and I hadn't done uh, many cases uh, with, um, if any, that had a exposure where television stations are calling me and newspapers, and uh, so uh, I, I certainly learned how to handle myself uh, over time in, in in dealing with the media, and which has. Very short time constraints mm-hmm. and so forth. and in uh, the reporter asking me questions, usually came to it with a, a, a preset bias—they right. were either in favor of it or against it. So, so it was. I think I think what I really learned was um, how to handle myself in in a, uh, a, a an issue that had, a legal issue that had a lot of public exposure, as opposed to most of the stuff you work on is only of interest to the immediate parties involved so, um, and uh, you know uh, I guess I learned that I that I could I felt I could hold my own against uh, you know people who are supposed to be the best in the business mm-hmm. so I felt had, that too
0: had you ever had, had at that point had you ever played an arcade game or have you ever played one
1: I've never played an arcade
0: game <laughs> is
1: it is there a I don't know I know no. It was not anything I had against them. It was just not something I really wanted to spend my time doing. Go to an arcade with a bunch of teenagers and play play Pac-Man. I don't know. But I, I so it's not that I was against it. I just wasn't something I wanted to do. There's, a lot of recreational activities I don't want to do.
0: There's no PTSD when you when you when you see an arcade game or. Uh,
1: I don't know no it's just really ancient history to me at this point
0: is there is there one uh, one interesting story you have from the experience or one kind of final thought that you know
1: you know I guess I guess my final thought is that 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 communities ought to hold very strongly to the idea of of um, local control of of whatever they whatever's left to them to that they can control locally. i thought i think I felt that was the really most important thing in this case to me uh, i you know I thought the first amendment you know argument was a stretch um, but you know and i but I felt that the idea of a community to do something that worked for them, you know and that they, their citizens thought was a good idea that didn't you know, cause excessive damage. You know, to anybody mm-hmm. um, uh, that ought, they ought to be able to do it. You know, and uh, and that's really what this case was about okay. to me.
0: One last thing I wanted to mention. I know you had retired by this point, but in 2014, it finally gets, you know, overturned. Uh, did you have any thoughts or feelings when that happened?
1: It didn't bother me. It didn't bother <laughs> me uh, earlier on if they would repeal it. I mean, I had. I was hired to defend it and defend the action of the town meeting. If the same town meeting came in and reversed itself, I'd be in a pretty contradictory position to be arguing that, uh, you know, that they shouldn't reverse themselves. When I spent a whole bunch of months and time defending their right to do what they wanted to do, which is sort of just what I was saying. Local control is what the case is about, and when the locality changes its mind... That's that's just as important as when they do the thing in the first place.
0: So the takeaway I kind of have from this is that, you know, you looked, it's very much like you were just doing your job. You didn't have really any passionate feelings about video games, having them or banning them.
1: That's no, not. I didn't. I don't think lawyers, I guess it's a matter of individual opinion. I think if you get passionate about something and you're a lawyer, sometimes that isn't the best thing because... It can affect your judgment. You need to be dispassionate about what you're doing. You need to be working on reason mm-hmm. and not uh, and not too much emotion. I never felt um, emotionally involved in the case. no. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, I, thanks. I, felt you, you, I would say that you know it's like anything else. You're involved, in. once you're involved in it, you want to win. Mm-hmm. But um, so I did want to win, but I didn't feel emotionally
0: involved Great. on that. Well, thanks so much for doing this, Bob. I You're greatly welcome. appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Absolutely.